0: Hi, welcome to Authentically ADHD with your host, me, Carmen, where we talk all things ADHD, the good, the bad, the ugly. I give you tips and tricks, and I love talking about it. I'm an early childhood special education teacher. I am a certified life coach and I'm a fellow ADHDer. We have a lot of topics that we can overshare and talk about so let's get started I want to give a short trigger warning in the beginning of this episode because I will be referencing depression, suicidal thoughts, and suicide. I'll also be mentioning things about addiction and addictive behaviors. So if you're one of those people that needs to not listen to those things, please skip past this episode. You can come back to it when you are in a better headspace. I'm just aiming for us all to stay physically and mentally healthy, so this is your trigger warning. Hi friend, I'm so happy you decided to press play on this episode. This topic is important, but if it's not for you, that's okay. Not everything I put out there might be for you. So, find another episode or wait until this upcoming week. Surprise on the day. We'll see. But I will be having one of my first interview episodes with a fellow ADHDer, and her name is Emily. And I can't wait to share and talk about her story with her. So, If you're intrigued about ADHD and trauma, listen on, but be mindful of your emotions and remember, always take care of yourself. You come first. If you're all good and ready to talk about trauma, ADHD, and the connection, let's get started. So whether you have ADHD, ADHD tendencies, maybe you have anxiety Depression, all of the above, or none of the above, every brain is uniquely different. A quote from a recent book that I read, which is called What Happened to You, linked in the show notes, it's by Oprah and Dr. Daniel Perry, and it goes like this Resilient children are made, not born. The developing brain is the most malleable. And most sensitive to experience both good and bad the earlier in life so basically early in life based in my schooling my research and the things that I have experienced during teaching and ADHD coaching it's early childhood that's when we are the most vulnerable Because our brains are still developing. They're still sorting out what's what. What's right? What's wrong? What's good? What's bad? Think about it. Your brain is basically made up of a bunch of different files. And you pull from them. You know, you learn the name of an animal, say, a dog. And most things that look like dog... You say dog until you're taught a different word. And then that word goes in that file cabinet of animals or whatever. So when a child experiences trauma, it becomes a part of how they live their life going forward. But I'm getting a bit ahead of myself. So let me back up just a little bit and define trauma. I know you may think that a traumatic event has to be a big huge event like something terrible such as sexual abuse or homelessness or a huge death and while these are traumas it's what researchers and doctors call big T traumas. Those are big events that impact you in huge ways and But what I will be referring to today, they're called little t traumas, and they're things that happen, for example, being bullied at school, and then having no soft place to land. So to put being bullied at school with no soft place to land, it would be, you know, you go home after being bullied, and somebody just says that, oh, that's just what kids do, it's okay, you're fine. And doesn't validate your experience, giving you no soft place to land. Making you pretty much think that, oh, like, I shouldn't feel bad about bullying because they said it's no big deal, you know, I'm fine. Little t trauma refers to the events that don't typically involve violence or disaster. And they can also be called subtle trauma. Because we are usually unaware that the trauma is happening. Some examples include death of a pet, a family move across country, a lot of moves during childhood, a bad breakup personally or divorce of parents, emotional neglect or abuse, being bullied or picked on continuously, rejection from family, loved ones, or important people in your life, and emotional abuse. The other key thing to note here is that usually, usually, not always, but usually, these traumas are repeated, and over time, they really start to shape how we think and feel about ourselves, which is self-concept. So, this is this is a big thing that we should really, really start paying attention to and so that's why I am so passionate about this topic it actually took me a while to write it I wrote it and then rewrote it and wrote it again because I couldn't condense the information in a way that I thought would make sense well until this week hi friend would you do me a really quick favor and scroll up to the top of your podcast app and rate and review the show for me i would really appreciate it if not at least maybe share it with a friend or somebody you think could benefit from it that way i can make sure i'm helping as many people as humanly possible thank you for listening rating and reviewing for the show This goes along with the ACEs, or Adverse Childhood Experiences Evaluation. Um, In my research and in my learning at school, um, people with ADHD have significantly higher ACE scores, which means they have more adverse childhood experiences than a typically developing person. So... These ACEs, or Adverse Child Experiences, are a collection of experiences that hold various forms of abuse. Now, you can Google what the 10 things are, but they uh, include neglect, household dysfunction, and things that can be experienced repeatedly in childhood. So for the purposes of this episode, I'll be referring to ACEs as those little t traumas. I know, I know. You're like, okay, what, like, in the world does this have to do with ADHD besides, like, you know, we probably have trauma too. Well, we tend to have a little more little t traumas in our lives as children and adults, diagnosed or not. Because children with ADHD, again, diagnosed or not, are usually bullied. Usually, not always. They grow up with undiagnosed parents, usually. They are more likely to be emotionally neglected and live in chaos, fear, in an environment that dismisses their emotions, reactions, and coping skills as not normal. Or they are completely bypassed and looked at as normal because the family is so used to seeing these behaviors because of how heritable ADHD is. So then another problem that crops up here is that we make these things mean something about us. We take on traits like dumb or lazy or stupid and rejection into our identity, which develops into a toxic self-concept of believing you are unlovable, unworthy, and useless, and I don't believe that about you at all. Think about it. If you grew up, say, with your parents who were inconsistent, your mother had undiagnosed ADHD that she copes with by drinking, the rage, the sadness, and the disconnection are added to how you view the world. The chaos, the lack of routine, and things like this are part of your anxieties. Maybe you were bullied at school and you never got A's no matter how hard you tried or studied. Maybe you were forced to grow up too fast to care for your two younger brothers who also took the trauma and the struggles and they turned into struggles with heroin, substance abuse, and food addictions. Meanwhile, you almost lose your teaching job. Find out you have ADHD all your life and you never knew. You tried to move out twice and now you're thirty-one and you still live with your parents. You know, completely, you know, made up example that has nothing to do with my life. Anyways, in today's ableist culture, these things could be enough to make you want to give up. Just because they've made wheelchair ramps for the handicapped doesn't mean we can't make our own worlds ADHD-friendly. Like anything else, the first step is awareness. Then it's time to untangle. See, the symptoms of ADHD and the negative outcomes of trauma look super similar. Some of them even overlap. As the number of little traumas go up, The likelihood of depression, anxiety, obesity, job loss, addiction, or substance use disorder, suicide, heart disease, loss of employment, smoking, and the risk of catching an STD go up. When you add this onto an ADHD brain that struggles with inhibition, problem solving, low focus and attention, etc., You get complex trauma. Yes, I know. (laughs) It's not great news. But awareness is the first step. But I'm not done, unfortunately. Because on top of that, it's another reason why ADHD can be missed in evaluation. Because of the fact that trauma and ADHD have these overlapping symptoms, such as Like, difficulty concentrating, easily distracted, often isn't seeming to be, like, listening. There's restlessness, difficulty sleeping, hyperactivity, also known as hypervigilance, disassociation, and feelings of intense shame and guilt. I really want you to have listened to this episode with compassion for yourself and understanding. I invite you to say out loud to yourself, this is hard. Your emotions are valid. Especially if you didn't know anything about trauma before today. And especially if you grew up undiagnosed. Again, I'm not a doctor, so please seek trauma-informed care or a therapist From a therapist, I'm sorry, or a trauma-informed coach. And do your research. Make sure these people have the credentials. So, first comes awareness, then understanding and validating. That might take a little while. But the next step is to untangle the symptoms from your self-concept. Just because you grew up always, well, most likely, I'm just putting words in your mouth here... But being told that you needed to pay attention, finish tasks faster, listen better, sit still, pay attention, stop daydreaming, stop talking so much, etc. That response deeply grew and is a constant state of hypervigilance with a heavy dose of RSD, rejection sensitivity disorder, from being basically told we weren't doing life right The entire time we grew up. Or good enough to do or to meet their standards. Whoever they is for you. When in reality, you just didn't fit into the box that they wanted you to fit in. My dear listener, I want you to know that you are not what others say about you. You are who you decide that you are. You get to say no. You get to decide that you are worthy, that you are going to do it right, that you are doing it right, that you do things differently, and that's beautiful. You have ADHD. Understanding why your brain works this way and finding ways to work with your brain, however that looks for you, that's the box you fit in. That's your soft place to land. Because unfortunately, we have to create our own, but also, we get to create our own. I know this episode was heavy, so be sure to care for yourself today. Process your emotions, talk to someone, take a walk, whatever calms and regulates your nervous system, do that. Next episode, I will have a guest on to talk about our experiences in living with ADHD. And I am so pumped. But until then, stay authentic, my friends.